0: on their way to run the table. They're where the Packers were last year. They're hot. Well, should I say they're electric? Ooh. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. The boys are back in town, or in this case, the dudes. And I'm your host, Brandon J., the GM. And this week I'm here to tell you a little bit about your playoff matchups, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Most leagues are in by now. Uh, Some of them are uh, last week, 14, but odds are you're in the Fantasy Playoffs this week. So, let's let's get right into that. Um, One of the strategies you might want to choose, because there are sleepers. Uh, as you as you go through the playoffs week 14 some guy could totally totally blow up uh you just you just never know but that could just be a one- game performance So so I got a suggestion from Joey iceman another member on the podcast because he couldn't podcast tonight I got a suggestion from him that said hey Brandon I think that you should give people strategies so one of the strategies is that I used to win is I look at the the um their schedule and this how they've done this season so far if they're boomer bust plays I look at just their quarterback, see his completion percentage. I look at the team that they faced when he did that well. Uh, I look at how many other receiving threats there are on that team and the cornerback they're facing the next week. I just look at it from all the angles, uh, and just you have to look ahead to see these things. So that's how that's the strategy I use in the fantasy playoffs. You never know if it's gonna work, but usually it does. It, it's pretty accurate, you know. If you got uh, Josh Gordon going up against um, Struggling Packers defense, then yeah, that would be better than him facing Earl Thomas or Richard Sherman. Fortunately, I think both of them are injured this year. So, moving on. So, the Packers won this week. As Packers fan, I'm a little disappointed. we did win. But, boy, what a sad performance. I'm so sick of Brett Hundley. I I just could Moving on. I'm going to get into this. Saints and Falcons play tomorrow night. These games have two matchups in the fantasy playoffs, which Alvin Kamara should feast off of just as he has the previous, well, probably eight games. He's just been a monster, fantasy monster. The next year's DJ, you betcha. He is awesome, but you got to hope that that guy doesn't get injured. If he does, then Mark Ingram is the clear backup, but he is owned in most leagues. So Kamara is, of course, a start. Uh, for Ted Ginn Jr., the Falcons' defense is seriously improved. They lost a few uh, elements early in the season, but I mean, it's tough to call on Ted Ginn Jr. Most uh, fantasy apps don't have him projected to get over seven or eight points this week, so probably not a must start for me. I would see how he does against Tampa Bay because Michael Thomas is the clear wide receiver one. Of course, you're starting him. Excuse me, not Tampa Bay, the Falcons. So you guys see how they're doing. And if Ted Ginn Jr. shows up with a big performance while Michael Thomas doesn't, you might want to consider starting Ted Ginn Jr. As for the Saints tight ends, I'm not a big fan of any of them. Kobe Fleener has been put on injured reserve, and I don't know, I can't even pronounce Huma Nui, I think. He is, I, th- I think, the only Saints tight end. <laughs> so not much uh, not much strength there. I don't want to rely on them for that position. But the Saints got Kamara, they got Ingro, they got Thomas, they got Breeze. That team is, they're, they're set for a deep stretch, a steep run in the playoffs. Falcons, they are facing the Saints twice. So you take two losses from the Saints for the Falcons. Just theoretically, if they lose twice, and uh, the Saints and the Falcons, so you're saying the Falcons lose twice because they're playing the Saints' high power offense. Falcons are at 7-5, people, 7-5. And, and we know what the Falcons, uh, their reputation is. So... The Falcons have coming up is they're facing the Saints twice. Like I said, they're facing the Buccaneers. Probably a win for them. So but then they're facing the Panthers in week seventeen. So I'm looking at a one and three record in these next few games. If somehow they can pull it off against the Saints, I I mean the Panthers have such a good pass defense. Uh, and I I I mean, I think the the Falcons are gonna go maybe two and two in the next few weeks. I, I just think nine and seven is that that is going to be I mean, they could go 8-8, really. And this is where my Packers can take an opportunity to go into the playoffs. But (laughs) um, in fantasy perspective, you're probably starting your Falcons against the Buccaneers. But I do think that the Falcons might just go 8-8 because, boy, those are some tough matchups. If they can even beat the Saints. Uh, A team with two more wins than them on the season, I I think it'll be easy. Uh, The Buccaneers do have Jameis Winston back, which gives Cameron Bray a huge plus. Two touchdowns in his first game, including a glorious one-handed stretch catch. I mean, he's prime for some big games, especially um, with some of their matchups coming up. But I'll get into the Buccaneers later. Uh, For the Falcons, Julio, you're starting Julio. Other than that, it it just is like, um, people are saying Atlanta's going to win this game. I don't don't know why, because (laughs) Alvin Kamara. it's, It's literally two words, Alvin Kamara. The guy is just a beast. I know, I mean, it's obvious, but... I mean, I've, I haven't have seen a guy this talented since DJ of last year, but, like, with the passing game and the running game. And I, I just... New Orleans has won four out of their last five, and one of those, the uh, the only loss was 26-20 the Rams. Falcons have lost two of their last five, and the two were to Carolina and Minnesota. And I think that's, that's really funny, uh, because they had to face Carolina again. So if they lose... Oh, gosh. That team is not looking at a playoff run. I mean, if they can't, I don't know what's going to happen. But I think, honestly, it's a must-win game for Saints-Falcons. They have to win one of those to have a chance of reaching the playoffs. Enough about the Saints and the Falcons. Let us move on because who wants to hear about the best teams? We want to hear about the worst teams like the Browns, right, guys? 0-12. Let's go uh as much as you want to start all your packers against the browns people are saying it's going to be an easy win i think that against of any team on the cleveland on cleveland schedule they could win against the the packers because the packers are absolutely they're just they're they're broken apart the only thing they have is their run game and their pass game to devonte adams and their defense is not playing totally great they would need those younger playmakers to step up. So if the Cleveland Browns are going to get a win, it's going to be against the Packers, and it is going to be with Josh Gordon. That's right. He's back for four years. He was out. He is back, and he made some significant, uh, awesome catches. I don't think he's quite the Browns' leading receiver yet, but you know, we'll get into that later. So in terms of running backs, if I had to choose one of Duke Johnson Jr. over Isaiah Crowell, um, Packers have been battered by some really good running backs, uh, so I'd go with Corwell. But then again, uh, uh, Kamara had a, a great performance against the Packers, and he was that pass-catching back like Duke Johnson Jr. was. So uh, you're you're not confidently starting any Browns running backs, but Corwell is the the leader there. So you're probably starting him because he has 155 carries this year, and Duke Don- Duke Johnson is the leader in receptions uh, with 52. So I. I mean, if you need a a a really deep flex play, Duke Johnson's your guy in a a high ceiling RB three. Maybe a low RB two would be Crowell. Um, For as for the Packers, Devontae Adams is a safe start. Uh, Never start by Huntley ever in the world. Should that ever happen, that would never happen ever, ever. Did I mention you shouldn't start by Huntley? So, in terms of Aaron Jones versus Jamal Williams, yes, Jamal Williams has had a few great games. Yes, they are the Browns, but Aaron Jones still leads in rushing yards. And Aaron Jones is still leads in carries. And he is just, no, I maybe he doesn't lead in carries anymore. Never mind that. But Jones is the guy, I think. He said almost five yards, over five yards per carry. I did an an earlier Instagram post versus Jamal Williams, 3.7. I think the team leaned 60-40 on Aaron Jones versus Jamal Williams. I'm starting Jones for the touchdowns, just like he got us in overtime last week. Woo! All right. So that is that game. Uh, Packers tight ends. Nobody's there that I am attracted to, as well as the Browns. David Nujoku got that crazy touchdown. I mean if you need a tight end and he's the only one on the waivers and you got Gronk or something then even Ricky Seals-Jones is a better option than the Browns or the Packers tight ends. Next up is Colts at Bills, two teams that uh, I don't know. Bills don't have Tyrod Taylor, Nathan Periman, absolutely or Nathan Peterman, excuse me, has just been terrible. I mean five interceptions I think it was and uh the the Indianapolis doesn't have the greatest defense but gosh, they could make they can make the Buffalo Bills look pretty bad. So we got, I mean, Charles Clay didn't practice. Uh, Tyra Taylor's out for sure. You're starting LaShawn McCoy. McCoy. Um, I don't think backup tight ends for the Bills, and I don't really have anybody else on the team I would start. Uh, yeah, that's about the Bills' outlook for the rest of the season. I don't know how they're 6-6, six six, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Indianapolis, uh, I just Andrew Luck is the leader of that team. Brissett has held them together. He's not working with much here. So uh, hands up, or uh, my hat is off to Brissett for uh, holding that team together. Although it is a three nine season, Andrew Luck. I mean, it's not. They're not doing much with there. And I think this is one of Frank Gore's last seasons. Oh my gosh! I like I was in four leagues, and I, most of the guys thought that he was retired. I'm like, he's not retired. He's still playing. And he's, he's really high on the all-time rushing list. I don't think he could ever reach number one. But maybe that's what he's shooting for. You know, maybe the oldest running back of all time. You never know. And T.Y. Hilton was a boomer bust play. So depending on if, um, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Leonard Johnson, and Micah Hyde. I think Micah Hyde's the one who got the hit from Gronk last week. So Hilton, if the Bills, if their cornerback ends up being out, which it looks like he might be, Tyrod, or uh, excuse me, T.Y. Hilton is um, mid-tier wide receiver 2 low uh, to kind of a high-end wide receiver 3 floor. Uh, But I I could see a 4.9 point game for Hilton, but I could also see a 17 point game, especially if the Bills have their uh, top, excuse me, if they have their top cornerback out. Next up is Vikings at Panthers. I don't see any reason the Vikings will lose this game. They are officially the one of the best teams. Well, I would say, like, I have pretty good fantasy senses, and I have pretty good football senses. I've been watching it since I was real, real young. And I'm going to say the Vikings are the best team in the NFL right now. I'll, I'm a Packers fan, so I you'd think I'd be biased against them. But I, I really think that they're going to have a deep run in the playoffs, and they'll probably choke. Like, I know that I'm a Packers fan, and I'm not exactly credible with that information, but... I they're so hot and Keenum is just a beast lately I would probably prefer Minnesota to beat Carolina um especially because that will help the Packers in the playoff race but I think that the Minnesota is going to go to 11 and 2 Carolina goes to 8 and 5 that is my opinion for this game as for Case Keenum Carolina has a top 10 pass defense so you're not starting Case Keenum Latavius Murray is not the bell cow so he's a rb2 low end rb2 I'll get to the rb1s in a second guys um and Adam Thielen is not—I mean, they're just such a good pass defense. He's a wide receiver 2 to wide receiver 3 flex play kind of thing in there. He could, He's a boomer bust player. But then again, most wide receivers are. They need those touchdowns. I just don't think Adam Thielen is getting them with only 3 this year. He does, however, have almost as many receiving yards as Julio Jones with 1,056. As for Devin Funchess, I, well, let me just say this. The only uh, running back I trust on the Panthers—I well, guess nobody this week— Usually it's Christian McCaffrey, but against the Vikings defense, no. I don't like any of them. Cam Newton, you probably start Newton because you don't have a better option. So, that, I mean, uh, yeah, okay. But And Funches, Vikings have Rhodes, and Rhodes is going to be all over Funches. You know it. So, like, like I said, he's made Mike Evans look bad. He's made Julio Jones look bad. I think AJ, AJ Green stomped all over him, but. I'm not, and Devin Funches isn't even near the level of some of those receivers. So, probably not starting Devin Funches, but like I said, he's the top wide receiver option in Carolina, so you, you probably don't have another option. Next up is Bears at Bengals. Uh, Jordan Howard had one of the saddest performances, like matchup wise, that I've seen all season, because you expect a 25 point game against San Francisco's league worst rush defense. I'm pretty sure that's what they're at right now. Somehow the Bengals are 5 and 7. Um and I, I don't know what is going on there. I think their defense is uh is not nearly as good and perfect has had some, some questionable hits, I'll say. Greens doing great. You're starting Green. You're Mixon is out. I'm not a big Giovanni Bernard fan. He didn't have the greatest season last year, but it's the Bears. So, yeah, I mean if you need a running back, it's playoff time, so I'm not I'm always a little I'm always uh, a little, uh, what's the word? I'm not obliged to do it. I, I'm not saying, oh yeah, let's go start start. Uh, you you got Geo. I'm not. I'm just not like that. But it's the Bears, so anything can happen. But and that's what we said last week when Jordan Howard was a failure. So Dalton is. I mean, I would probably rank him QB nine this week, QB ten because it is the Bears, but it also is Dalton, and he's thrown 20 touchdowns this year, so that's solid. Uh, Trubisky's not a start. Howard, he's got the volume. Well, his volume has gone significantly down. He's, he's, as for a starting running back on a team, 210, 212 carries really isn't that much. So, it, it's Jordan Howard, and I, I think he'll get a few touchdowns in this game, but uh, Cincinnati, like I said, they're better than the, the San Francisco 49ers, and you saw what, what happened to Jordan Howard last week. So... Uh, you're going to have a hard time finding a, a running back with a better upside than Jordan Howard, so you probably start Jordan Howard this week. Uh, no receivers on the Bears that I'm interested in. Okay, 49ers at Texans. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is, is its a good option. I mean, Garoppolo is playing average. I mean, he's not... I'll say it, he's, he's not terrible. It's just that he's stepping into a team... He's, he's being put in a position that not many quarterbacks have to be put in. And San Francisco is not going to make the playoffs this year. So it, it really is saying, I mean, you have to have a tough time. You're not starting Garoppolo. But Carlos Hyde might be a good shot. I, I, I don't. Houston has a solid defense. So Carlos Hyde is, you probably don't have anybody better than Carlos Hyde to start. But again, 700 yards rushing, four touchdowns, definitely not big numbers for him. On the other side, though, Marquise Goodwin. I mean, Houston is dead last in the NFL on defense on uh, streak, like fly routes for wide receivers. So Marquise Goodwin, not a bad start. He's got a big or a high, high, high ceiling this week. So Marquise Goodwin, I'm, I might start him in my NFL leagues. The odds are there's nobody better on waivers. So, yeah, it's, they're both not very good teams. And Houston has most of their, might be all their wins uh, from Deshaun Watson. So uh, that's that's all I'm going to say on the matter with the Marquise Goodwin. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Somehow he's remained fantasy relevant with Tom Savage. And Lor Miller, you're probably starting him too because uh, he's got some receiving draft there and it's San Francisco. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I got a question the other day. Where is Deshaun Watson going to go and uh, Alvin Kamara in uh, the Irish draft position next year? And I'm saying non-PPR. Kamara could go in the first round. Although, I mean, if David Johnson's back, then you got Johnson, Bell. But I would see Kamara in the top four. So, yeah. like, Like I said, he's somewhere in there. All right. We are to the point of deciding what to do with Deshaun Watson. Next year, he is a top-five quarterback for sure, guys. He's played so well in the first few weeks of the season, and then unfortunately that injury brought him down. I had him in five of my six leagues and went in three of them for backups. <laughs> um, Excuse me. But that was absolutely uh, a terrible injury. So we got Raiders going up against Chiefs. What a division matchup, guys. Oh! This looks beautiful. I think Kansas City takes the win. And I have a hard time s- sitting Kareem Hunt because he's Kareem Hunt. And I I really... He was so such a beast in the beginning of the season. So I I, I want to start Kareem Hunt. Odds are you don't have better options. And he hasn't posted big numbers since like week 5, week 6. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt. The o- Oakland doesn't have the greatest defense, but I think they have Khalil Mack still. So... Cream Hunt, uh, RB two with a very low floor, uh, but also a high ceiling. Tyreek Hill, the tie Freak. What a week last week. How many points did he put up? Like 31 in non-PPR formats. That's amazing. So uh, Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill are a one-two punch. If you don't see those, if you don't see one, if one doesn't do well, the other one usually doesn't do too well. Alex Smith. Alex Smith with the Bosch commercial or I forget Bush. Bush. Alex Smith is not a must start this week. Everybody's talking about it. I'm like, "Have you guys looked at the past few weeks? The only reason I would start him, the only one is because they the offensive coordinator, I believe, is calling plays now other than uh, the coach for that team, the head coach. So, that would be the re- where I'd say where I'd say, "Oh, okay, different plays. They somebody's taking advantage Alex Smith. I like that." I mean, yeah i would probably start alex smith and tyreek hill is uh wider i mean that guy's always got the highest floor he's like he's almost like a julio jones (laughs) but not not exactly he's not got the height so 60 receptions for 911 yards for tyreek ty freak um you probably start him and smith this week Although they they could plummet just as fast as they as they could grow. So I see the top the passer, the rusher, and the top receiver for Kansas City are all are all starts. Like kind of sleepers this week. As for Marshawn Lynch, Kansas City's defense is not great and he's had a few good weeks, but I'm still not really confident in starting Marshawn. Beast mode, he can still he's a cannonball, but He's had some really, really, really bad weeks. As long as we hear that he's still gonna get the volume that he's had the past few weeks, then I'm I'm all for starting him. And uh, Jared Cook is uh, leading receiver on that team. And Michael Crabtree, uh, Amari Cooper. I think one of them is out this week. I'm not exactly sure because this was recorded on Wednesday. So yeah, let's move on because we're both sick. We're all sick of hearing about the AFC West playoff race. And Detroit is facing Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay takes the win here because whew, their defense was not not bad last week. I mean, they didn't allow too many points to the Packers. A lot of their points were defensive. The Packers is what I'm saying. So I think Tampa Bay wins. Stafford has uh, had a great season so far. Uh, not exactly fantasy wise, but he's had uh, 22 touchdowns, eight, which is 88 points just from that, and then th- 3,300. 300- Uh, throwing yards, excuse me. Winston's definitely not a start. Um, Evans is always a start. Marvin Jones Jr. I Marvin Jones Jr. (laughs) Jones Jr., what the heck was that? Um, I'm starting Marvin Jones because the Tampa Bay's defense is so bad. Check the injury reports. I thought I saw Golden Tate with um, a problem, and if Matthew Stafford is still dealing with an ankle injury and somehow has to sit then both the receivers are downgraded. Marvin Jones Jr. is such a deep threat, and Tampa Bay ha- can be gashed just just as easy as any other team. So I think Marvin Jones Jr. versus Golden Tate, I would monitor that up until Sunday morning because that you have to find out if there's any injuries because that could severely affect it. Uh, for now, Marvin Jones seems to be doing better, but Golden Tate is kind of a solid receiver. So that's where we're at with that. Doug Martin, I'm not starting. If you are in need of a running back, if you're like, I got Orleans Darqua on my team, yes, I need a running back. Tell me, the GM, who should I pick up? Peyton Barber is not a bad choice. Um, So, I mean, they are face the Falcons next week, which isn't the greatest matchup ever, but it's not bad either. Falcons are about average against the run. So, Doug Martin's not a start, but you're starting Evans, and probably Breit, too. I doubt you have better options at tight end. I'm going to put him about tight end five, tight end four, after I post the rankings. After this episode, and I promise all of you guys that by 10 p.m. Central Time, podcasts will be up on YouTube, iTunes, iTunes, and SoundCloud, as well as our rankings will be on our website, and the new player of the week, which might as well be Kamara again. So, is Cowboys at Giants. I mean, the Cowboys are probably going to win because uh, it's, I mean, (laughs) they're the Giants. Uh, McAdoo's firing might have been, I think it was a wise choice, and something could change this game. But I don't think the Giants can stop that. Boy, I mean, I'm a big Brett Favre fan here. I'm biggest Brett Favre fan. I mean, I didn't get to watch him play at all. Super bummed about that. Uh, he stopped playing for the Packers right about the time I started watching football. So, I mean, I really felt bad because Manning could have broken his record. The Iron Man record for not, games in a row started. Probably not, but you never know. Now he will never do that. And I, what a choice by the Giants. And it obviously didn't really do anything for them. So they're out of the playoffs. I kind of agreed with giving the rookie a shot. But gosh, you got a veteran like Eli Manning out there. I, I, I don't know. If I were Eli, I would find somewhere else. He's going to be successful somewhere on a team that's better. So ZQ Elliott is not playing. Um... Uh, Alfred Morris your best shot. Although Rod Smith might be a good add if Morris goes down, but um, Alfred Morris is your your best shot at running back. He's an RB two, and Des Bryant his value's definitely gone down. But you can't. Uh, it's hard to sit your players against the Giants, especially because uh, Dak Prescott's an above average quarterback. I would say not lately, but he's he's been getting better. Dallas just had a mid season slump, and they're right back in the thick of the playoff race. They are in the hunt, as many sports networks put it. So, uh, you might want to start Prescott this week if you really need a quarterback. I'd probably rank him out of my top ten. There are other options I like better. But he is Dak Prescott and they are the Cowboys. They've known to do some crazy things like choke in the last minute of the games against the Packers. As for the Giants, Evan Ingram has been such a solid target against Dallas's kind of not really good defense. Yeah, Evan Ingram's probably a start. And Orleans Darkwa is not exactly who you want to have on your fantasy roster and say, oh, "I got Orleans Darkwa. I'm gonna win the championship." And so, if you have a better option, he's really not done well. So I'm not starting Orleans Darkwell this week. Uh, he hasn't had the, the big play, the big play weeks that we've wanted him to have. So. I think about six, seven games left to cover. I'll try and make this short here. Honestly, uh, I looked earlier today. I was looking at the projections for these teams, and most of them, a lot of them are 50-50. Like three, four, five of them are 50-50, and usually it's not that way in the NFL. So I thought that was interesting. How is Tennessee 8-2, ladies and gentlemen? How is that happening? Marcus Mariota is off the fantasy radar altogether. He'd, I'd rank him probably 22, 23. Their running game hasn't... They haven't really figured that out yet. Delaney Walker's been nothing but fantastic. Been everything... Oh, I'm sorry. I totally got off the rail there. Nothing but fantastic. He is awesome. He's been great. So is Fitzgerald. Adrian Peterson is doing better than he was with the Vikings last year with about 70 rushing yards. No, I think he had like five rushing yards last year with the Vikings. And uh, Chris Brown, was still the lead rusher. Honestly, Derrick Henry's a better start and... Delaney Walker also a start. Larry Fitzgerald start. Peterson not a start. I'm looking at this and Ricky Seals Jones didn't do so hot last week. Um, and I mean, Ricky Seals Jones. He's done he had a few great weeks. He could have another great week. You just don't know. And you can think about those two good weeks were against the Jaguars and the Texans, two kind of okay defenses. By the way, how did the Cardinals beat the Jaguars? And, I mean, he's facing the Titans, the Redskins, and the Giants in the next few games. If Ricky Seals-Jones gets going, he's a worthy ad, especially if you got Gronk this week out. By the way, totally terrible body slam. Look, I mean... As uh, I mean, nobody really likes the Patriots unless you're a Patriots fan. I'm sorry, Patriots fans. It's true. We all know it. And as they are the most successful team of all time, do you have to body slam a guy? I just, I don't think that's appropriate. I think it's, should. he should be suspended for the rest of the season, honestly. Because it's one thing to body slam somebody because you're upset. It's another thing to injure them and to give them a concussion. Okay? That's what I have to say on that matter. All right. Next up is Jets at Broncos. I'm Broncos have a solid defense, but they've lost eight games in a row. Eight games in a row. They were three and one. They've won since then. The first quarter of the season, they had a seventy five percent win record. They have not won since then. Josh McCown's playing like a star. So is Robbie Anderson, and that uh, lowers Austin's Ferry and Jenkins' value. But they're getting a a keeped, Talib back I would lower your expectations for Robbie Anderson and Josh McCown would rank close to my top 10 but probably not in my top 10 this week Trevor Simeon who uh, CJ Anderson not a start but it is the Jets defense so if you don't have a lack of a better option I would say then you know yeah you're probably gonna start CJ but I wouldn't and there is really not a uh, number one pass there. Uh, the the Broncos have uh, two linebackers and a defensive end and uh, a guard that could be out, which could make Robbie Anderson's value higher. Uh, but you just never know. Next up is Redskins at Charge. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I forget to go over? No, I went over this. Redskins at Chargers. By the way, thank you so much for hanging in there for the whole podcast episode. I our information is almost always really really good, guys. And we were pretty accurate, and I just I really want to help, and I'm trying to go through each matchup as detailed as I can. So thank you for hanging in there with us, and let us know what you think at 612-808-4399. Back to Fantasy Chargers, on their way to run the table. They're where the Packers were last year. They're hot. Well, should I say they're electric? Ooh. Uh, Phillip Rivers to start this week. Melvin Gordon to start. You're not sitting, Gordon. Uh, and Keenan Allen to start. Those are the three key guys I'm starting, and Hunter Henry. I'm starting Hunter Henry, too. I hope Antonio Gates retires this year. What an excellent career that guy's had, um, and it's not that he's bad or anything. Uh, it's just, after such a long career, it's time to go sit back and watch the sunset on your $4 million house on the beach in Los Angeles. Or, not the beach in Los Angeles. What am I talking about, guys? Um it, yeah, so I think it, it is a uh, time for Antonio Gates to to kind of uh, complete his career. He's had a great career, uh, really leads in receptions in a lot of standings. Great guy. So Kirk Cousins, not a not a great option this week, especially against the Chargers' defense that is playing really well. P Ryan if in fact he does play, he is a start. Uh, although L.A. Chargers have been a great defense, he has potential, and he they have to rely on the run game, especially if the Chargers are uh, preventing. I mean, they have Casey Hayward, for goodness sake, so you're probably not. they're probably not going to pass as much. So Jamison Crowder's value would be lowered, and Samaj P. Ryan, lower expectations, but he's looking at 10, 15-point performance if he can get a touchdown in there. Not bad for the fantasy playoffs when you need that. Next up is Seahawks at Jaguars why eagles did you have to have the seahawks beat you that just made the packers playoff race 10 times harder as you can tell i'm a little biased i think jacksonville wins this game because russell wilson has led that team to where they are right now he's he's an all-star i I don't know if he could win mvp because there's so many other candidates that with more skill so that's that's where i stand on russell wilson guys and i think that he's a start this week but It's Jacksonville, so I don't think the Seahawks win this one. I hope Jacksonville wins this one. Um, Bortles, not a start. Everyone's high on Marquise Lee, but the Seahawks, I mean, Bortles, he had a great game in terms of passing. So you don't see that from Bortles every game. So like I'm saying here, you start Leonard Fournette. Marquise Lee, uh, flex at highest. I don't like him as a wide receiver one. People are talking about how great he is. Um, and the Jacksonville's schedule for the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs is what I mean, but they could make the playoffs in real life. They are looking at Texans and 49ers in the next two games. So yes, Lee gets a plus in those games, uh, especially because of the stats I gave him, um, um, Marquise Goodwin, I think, against, uh, the, the Texans. So, um, yeah, for that team, and Doug Baldwin, what a disappointment. What a disappointment. He has been just bad. Russell Wilson leads the team in rushing yards and passing yards. Um, So not a rusher that I like on Seattle, but Doug Baldwin is your start. Uh, But against the Jacksonville defense, if you honestly have a guy and you're saying he could have a big game, if you're saying he could do really well, then you're you're probably going to sit Doug Baldwin. It's just with Jalen Ramsey back there and A.J. Boyer. It's it's gonna be hard to start those start Doug Baldwin especially with his poor performance this year. But then again, they're the Seahawks. They've been known to surprise, us like <clears throat> last week. <clears throat> Sorry there. Uh, Seahawks facing the Rams. I'm so happy that the Rams are doing so well. I really like them. I always have, uh, and they've had to relocate a few times. St. Louis deserved a football team, but apparently the relocation helped. So. I think that the Eagles will rebound against the LA Rams, but the Rams are only one game away, and you never know. The Eagles could tank right now, tank and go ten and six, because we've seen some crazier things from the Eagles, right, my friends? Right? Um, Wentz to start. I don't like any running backs, especially against the Rams' solid defense, and I don't like any wide receivers. Jeffrey's your only one that you have to start if or that you don't that you would consider starting. If Robert Woods comes back. He's pr- he's probably the only running back I would st- or wide receiver excuse me I would start on that team not starting Goff this week for the interception stuff with the Eagles, and Gurley is of course a start. Sammy Watkins, Eagles they wouldn't have they wouldn't have got to ten and six with a uh, bad defense so it's looking like I'm not starting Sammy Watkins Robert Woods would be the only wide receiver I would start from that team if in fact he plays which looking like he won't. Last two games here mostly AFC. Steelers facing Ravens. Obviously, Steelers should win this game. But then again, the Steelers almost lost to the Packers. So, never know. So, you're probably starting... uh, Alex Collins had a pretty good week last week. Uh, Pittsburgh has a great defense. So, you're starting Le'Veon Bell. You're starting Antonio Brown. Especially because Juju Smith-Schuster has... Oh, my gosh. Brown could have one of the biggest games of his career. Woo! I don't think I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger because the Ravens have one of their best pass defenses in the league. And I don't even know if I like anybody on the Ravens except Alec Collins if you really need a guy to start. So, last game, MNF. I expect the Dolphins to get C-R-U-S-H. Okay, that was a bad attempt at spelling something out. Uh, I expect the Dolphins to just completely get destroyed uh, against the Patriots' surging offense. How do you stop the Patriots? That's my question. They just seem unstoppable right now. They could get to 13-3, and 14-2. I don't even know how in the world you stop the Patriots. I, I have no answer for that other than uh, purposely injure Tom Brady like the Saints did to the Vikings back then. But never mind. Um, Brady you're starting. Dion Lewis is the start. But Rex Burkhead is a flyer. I just like Dion for the rushing yards. Uh, Burkhead, the, like I posted on Instagram... Those running backs, James White could be a start any moment. Rex Burkhead could be a start any moment. Dion Lewis could be a start any moment. Tom Brady could be the rushing leader for the game. You just never know. But Lewis is the one that's kind of shown us he would be the best option there. So that's what I'm going with. Um, Brandon Cooks is a start. Kenyon Drake is. I, I mean, he's looking pretty good. So yeah, probably a start for the playoffs. And Kenny Stills would be the option I would go with, unless you're in PPR format. Then Jarvis Landry's looking good Um, because, I mean, I don't want to start any of them, but Jarvis Landry at home should do pretty well. Uh, And Kenny Stills, Matt Moore, if Matt Moore ends up starting, then Kenny Stills has a plus because Matt Moore and him have a connection there. So that's your fantasy football for this week. Feel free to message us at any time. 612-808-4399. I triple-checked the phone numbers in the last week to make sure they worked. And if we don't get your call, I would suggest texting us because sometimes when I'm working, I I don't get those texts and I don't get those calls because my phone is silenced. So uh, I can check a text later, but you probably don't want me calling you back after my work, which ends at about 10 o'clock at night. So... That is your fantasy advice, fantasydudesmedia at gmail.com is where you can email us, 612-808-4399. That is where you'll find our uh, text number and phone number. And our website is thefantasyfootballdudes.com. And that will be updated within the next half an hour or so, maybe 45 minutes, and you should see our rankings. And unfortunately, we've had some time tough time with our sleepers and that we're almost into the playoffs. I don't know. It Just wakes has given us some serious trouble with that so nothing wrong with the company it's been great to us but just the pages and it's, it's really not working out really well for us so good luck with your first week in the fantasy playoffs it's high stakes some of you are several hundred dollars in maybe not a wise choice from the beginning uh because you are paying money for this uh, if you are in a money league i am not i'm in a, i'm in about six leagues and i mean the playoffs in a f- four of them five of them can't exactly remember that because one of the leagues was my Packers league, I had all Packers players, and as you can expect, they were three and ten. So that's all I got for you this week. If you have any ex- other questions, or if you are listening because you got one of our business cards, thank you very much for tuning in for your first time. I know thirty-seven minutes dedicated to the fantasy footballers in your fantasy football—not exactly what you might want to be spending your time with. But hey, we like being here, and we hope you like listening. And while you're on your icy drive to Minneapolis, or Uh, Whether you're on your long highway road or whether you're working or whether you're cleaning the house, whatever you're doing while you're listening to our podcast, thank you so much. We appreciate everything we get. And good luck in your fantasy football playoff matchup in Week 14.